Section twenty nine of the Curious Book of Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Curious Book of Birds by Abby Farwell Brown. Section twenty nine Phoenix. The Phoenix. On the top of a palm tree in an oasis of the Arabian desert sat the Phoenix glowering moodily upon the world below he was alone quite alone in his old age as he had been alone in his youth and in his middle years for the phoenix has neither mate nor children and there is never but one of his kind upon the earth once he had been proud of his solitariness and of his unusual beauty which caused such wonder when he went abroad but now he was old and weak and weary and he was lonely oh so lonely he had lived too long he thought for years and years and years afar and apart he had watched the coming and going of things in the world he had seen the other birds created and had watched them undergo strange changes in form and color until they became as they are to-day he had seen the hundred bright eyes of Argus, the watchman, set in the peacock's tail. He had seen the flaming heart of the volcano tamed and quieted until it became the flaming little hummingbird. He had seen the crow turn black and the goldfinch become a gaudy bird, and he knew how and why all these things had come to pass. For centuries, how many he knew not, he had watched the birds hatch out of their little eggs, flutter their little feeble wings, fly away to build nests for their little mates, and finally die and disappear as birds do, leaving no trace behind. But the phoenix did not die. He was of different clay from these ordinary feathered creatures. He was the glorious bird of the sun, the only one, the gold and crimson one, who when he went abroad filled all creatures with awe of his beauty and wisdom and mystery, so that they dared not come near, but followed him afar off, hushing their song and adoring silently. The phoenix fed not on flowers or fruit or disgusting insect fry, but on precious frankincense and myrrh and odiferous gums, and the sun himself loved to caress his plumage of gold and crimson. As for men, they also had adored him in time past, and had built temples in his honor. They also were puny mortals, scarcely longer of life than the birds themselves. The phoenix has seen many generations of men grow up, do good or evil deeds, and die, sometimes leaving grand monuments upon the earth, sometimes disappearing from knowledge like the very birds, leaving scarcely a trace behind. In his time, great kings have lived and reigned and turned to dust. Prophets had grown hoary, said their word, and passed away, leaving no echo. Poets had sung and had died singing. But the phoenix, looking down from the palms of his desert, saw it all and did not die. All this had been his pride and honor, how he had enjoyed his strength, his beauty, his wisdom, and the knowledge that he was honored and adored by thousands who had never even seen his glory. But now, now all was changed. He was grown old and tired. He felt his loneliness, and he longed to die. His wings were feeble. Of late he had not dared to venture far from the desert. 
he dreaded the curious gaze of the other birds who would find his beauty dimmed and would scorn perchance the faded glory which they had once held in awe for years he had not ventured within the sight of men and he knew that most of them had forgotten his existence nay even denied that he had ever lived he feared that there might not be a single heart in all the world that thrilled to his name thinking thus mournfully the phoenix sat upon the top of the tallest palm his plumage of crimson and gold glowed in the last rays of the setting sun his head was drooping and his eyes lustreless the joy of life was gone slowly the sun sank towards the horizon a red eye fixed upon the phoenix steadily suddenly across the gray waste of sand dotted a beam of light intensely bright a single ray from that watchful eye seemed to flame as it reached the palm tree and pierced to the very heart of the phoenix a thrill ran through his body he drew himself together and his eye gleamed with new lustre as he fixed it steadily upon the dazzling disk just touching the horizon dark stood the palm against the desert but the phoenix was bathed in sudden light it was the signal the signal for which he had been waiting though he knew it not the five hundred years were ended the mystery of his life was about to be solved as the sun sank below the horizon eagerly the phoenix set about the task which was before him at last he might build the nest which till now he had never known on the top of the highest palm he would build it that it might receive from the blessed east the first beam of the morning sun marvelously strengthened for the task back and forth to the ends of the earth his wings of crimson and gold bore the phoenix that night for this was to be no nest of sticks and straw of precious things must it be made and well he knew where such were to be found a silky leaves and grass interwoven with splinters of sandalwood were the walls then on the bottom of the nest he laid bit by bit a pile of sweet-smelling gums cinnamon and spice spikenard mirror camphor ambergris and frankincense with no meaner choice all night he labored beak and talon until the nest was ready and as the first tints of dawn began to streak the east the phoenix rose once high into the air gazing with wistful eyes over the world which he had loved then slowly sinking to the palm he poised his gorgeous body upon the fragrant nest with wings spread wide and eyes fixed eagerly upon the spot where the sun was sure to rise he waited waited at last the golden eye appeared as on the night before one radiant beam seemed to single out the lonely palm one shaft of flame pierced to the nest whereon the phoenix sat it was the final signal to the bird of the sun immediately the great bird began to fan the sweet-smelling mass with his wings the burning ray grew brighter a pungent wonderful aroma of mingled fragrances filled the air gradually the sun rose great and glorious and as it advanced into the heaven a thin cloud of smoke floated from the palm tree and wound away across the desert towards the east 
faster and faster fanned the great wings of the phoenix until when the sun shone full down through the palm-tree top the whole mass burst into flames in the midst of which the phoenix blended crimson and gold high in the air rose the fire diffusing abroad all the sweet odors of araby the blessed for a little while it glowed and then gradually sank lower and lower until but a pile of ashes remained at the bottom of the nest but lo was the phoenix dead what was this creature risen in youth and beauty from the ashes a bird like the eagle in shape but nobler larger stronger more gracious even than the king of birds a brilliant vision of crimson and gold rose like a flame from the nest hung for a moment above the palm looking eagerly at the sun which baptized him in his splendor a new phoenix lived in the world once more the ancient glory was renewed once more youth joy and hope sprang from the phoenix's ashes and rejoiced in the centuries of sunshine before him death was indeed worth dying to make this life worth living slowly the young phoenix descended to the nest which had been at once a sepulchre and a cradle tenderly careful of the parent assage which it held with lusty beak and talon he tore the nest bodily from the branches and set out upon his pious journey he knew not where he went nor why but the sun drew him to the east as he sped through the sky a flash of gold and crimson the lesser birds gathered to wonder and admire flocks of them followed at a distance a train of worshippers chorusing the glory of the new-born wonder he bore his head high with his burden and his heart was filled with pious joy it was good to be a phoenix good good at last he reached the place which unknowingly he sought the sun alone had been his guide to the city of heliopolis and egypt he came to the great temple of the sun brightly adorned with crimson and gold the phoenix colors there upon the altar he laid the precious ashes and lo there were folk waiting to receive them many little children and some elders of childlike heart who took the ashes and laid them reverently in the shrine the phoenix was not forgotten he was never to be forgotten so long as the world should last the new phoenix flew back to the arabian desert to live his five hundred years as each of his race had done sacred afar and apart but not forgotten though in his old age he might come to deem so for in the bright temple of the sun there are always folk of childlike sympathy who delight to honor the eternal phoenix of romance and mystery the dear undying memory of a time long past end of section twenty nine recording by jandia end of the curious book of birds by abby farwell brown